You are listening to the For Flourishing Sake podcast by Frederica Roberts. Welcome to episode 37. Today, I have the pleasure of introducing a guest whose work in putting well-being and character education at the heart of schools has been deservedly praised all over the place. I have known this person for a number of years now, and I've had the pleasure of meeting him at conferences, not only in the UK, but also in Texas over time, and of interviewing him about his work in well-being and character education for my upcoming book, For Flourishing Sake. For Flourishing Sake, which incidentally is going to be published as an ebook on the 18th of June, so we're very nearly there, and as a paperback on the 21st of August. And you can pre-order already on Amazon and other online booksellers. Um, but without further ado, I'll hand this over to Fabian De Fabiani to introduce himself. My name is Fabian De Fabiani. I'm the Director of Character Education and Wellbeing for the Odyssey Trust for Education and an assistant head teacher at Townie Grammar School. I'm feeling really fortunate to be able to contribute to the series of podcasts. Uh, thank you, Frederica Roberts, whose book For Flourishing Sake is out on August the 21st. I've had a sneaky peek at the pre-copy of it and it looks wonderful. It looks brilliant. I'm really proud of the work I've developed at Townley Grammar School and for the Odyssey Trust over the last three years and even prouder to see it well documented in, in the new book. So thank you, Fred, for the opportunity. Uh, I've been asked to provide a couple of minutes or so on, on guidance on character and well-being in schools. But I think really importantly, given the current difficulties and, and trauma that is going on around the world, you know, this casts almost a shadow over it. But I think importantly, we need to see the light within that shadow. Because once these kaleidoscope pieces settle, I think it will become even more apparent that when asked what is more important, GDP, grades or well-being, society has responded as one. Clearly, well-being is of the paramount importance and the health and happiness of people comes first. Now that, I think, is a rock upon which a more positive and kind future can be built. So although hundreds of thousands of people around the world are going through horrific trauma right now, I think there is opportunity in adversity. And that truly is what character development in schools should be about, finding opportunity and optimism during the darkest times. So those schools across the country, around the world, who have you know, dedicated and made choices that have paid greater attention to character and well-being, I think right now, are obviously going through very difficult times, but perhaps seeing that the work and the time that has been invested in this really is, is coming to fruition now. I mean, within Townley and at the Trust, we use something called the Character Stress Test. So it's all well and good having fantastic opportunities for students, and we have numerous public speaking opportunities, performance opportunities. We build up our students. And in the good times, it's wonderful to celebrate that. That character is tested, as we know in our own lives, during the tough times. And what's apparent now from student feedback, from staff feedback, from parental feedback, is that actually the measures we've put in place as a school, as a trust, really are supporting our students and our students feel supported. So actually the most affirming moment for us is now, when we see the choices we've made over the last couple of years really coming 
to the forefront of our students' well-being and education. So I guess that would be my first tip for school leaders and for anyone who has responsibility for character and well-being or is passionate about it or interested in getting involved in it, is actually it really, really matters. And before any knowledge-rich curriculum can be built into it, which, by the way, doesn't come at the expense of this character and well-being, nor does character and well-being come at the expense of knowledge-rich curriculum. They are one. There is no dichotomy. But what is apparent is that we need to have happy, calm, positive students for them to build that knowledge. And at the moment, we're thinking of a recovery curriculum. So any recovery curriculum should focus on mental wealth, not necessarily just mental health, and supporting students in managing their own well-being before moving on to accessing content. Uh, This is only achievable in an environment where students and staff feel protected and safe physically, but most importantly, emotionally. So this is really an opportunity for us to further embed whole school values with character education as a facilitator. So at the moment, there are many transitions taking place. But schools really should focus on the well-being and the character of their students right now, their mental wealth. So the recovery curriculum initially should focus on mental wealth, mental health and character. Then on top of that, you build the subject-specific content. This is really what we're kind of going through at the moment as a school, as a trust, and this is really what I would advise. So transition is for everyone, for staff and students alike. Kind of, you know, we all will need to reintegrate and recover together. Recovery can be sedentary, but it can also be dynamic. So, you know, the well-being of students and their families needs to be central to this recovery curriculum. Because ultimately, when parents and carers know their children are safe and happy, they will create happier and safer children. We need to be aware that staff have experienced loss, loss of time, loss of freedom and routine, and really, unfortunately, uh, a loss of people they care and love. So we shouldn't shy away from this. We need to try and recover these losses in some way. So what have we lost? Ultimately, Above all, people may have lost people they love and care for. But then alongside that, many other people have lost space and freedom. So how will schooling look after lockdown? There'll be new restrictions. A sense of must when we feel that maybe we can't. So we need to reinstate vitality and determination. Relationships. The PERMA model, this is where it comes into its own. We can't have expectations of how happy or joyful or otherwise how sad and distraught students will be. Part of it will be learning as we go along, which many of this has been, much of this, sorry, has been, but it has been constantly guided by values and character and a school ethos. We can't predict it in staff either. So we need to prepare for this and we must find a range of ways to build relationships where we are. There won't be any learning without strong relationships. And then finally, a strong sense of community. The school community is built together, but we have been separate. Remote learning has been wonderful. We've been you know, putting in measures to, to support our students, but it is not the same as having a whole school community together. The humanity we share, 
the emotions we share, the emotional intelligence we generate together cannot be replaced by Google Classrooms. So the recovery curriculum needs to be strong, but focused fully on community, on a sense of humanity. I mean, I've spoken in the past about uh, STEMpathy, where STEM subjects and tech are underpinned by empathy. And I think this is the time now. Google Classrooms has, has enabled us to be able to contact students, but the content of that contact has been rooted in character and well-being and empathy and emotional intelligence. I am wary that, you know, together different schools have different approaches, but I really cannot stress further the need for a strong provision and support, but more importantly, a strong culture of character and well-being in schools. As I said at the beginning, once all these pieces settle, we will see that fundamentally the choices made have prioritised character, well-being and the health of the nation. Moving forward, I think from now on, it shouldn't be a choice for schools. It really should be a compulsion for schools to focus even more on the character and well-being of their students, staff, parental engagement and everything. I mean, these are my thoughts. I've tried to keep it as short as possible. I'm hoping there have been some insights there that you found useful. Please, please, please reach out to me via Twitter if you would like to learn more about what we've been doing and how perhaps in the future I and, and my trust and my school can support you in your own character and wellbeing journey. In the meantime, please do look after yourselves. Take care and all the best. Thank you for tuning in to the For Flourishing Sake podcast. I hope you have enjoyed this episode and I'd be really grateful if you'd spread the word. If you haven't already, remember to subscribe to this free podcast via your favourite podcasting app so you never miss an episode. For Flourishing Sake is available on iTunes, Apple Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts and Deezer. If you'd like to get in touch with questions or comments or to contribute to a future episode please contact me via Twitter at FlourishingEd. You can also leave comments on individual episode pages at forflourishingsake.com. I look forward to hearing from you.